Hello. Okay. There I am. That's fine. Okay. That's all good. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Welcome to It Bears Repeating. And uh, it does. Um, the bonus episode. <laughs> it's a, another bonus episode. You know, and we like to keep these flying free. Yeah. You know what? We do the most. Fancy. <laughs> yeah. There's a fan on. Deal with it. It's hot. It's hot. This room, is, this room roasts all day and no one's in it's it. It's tiny and yeah. it's compact. And it's like things. the sun rises and I swear sets over there. <laughs> just like it like does all the things on the side of the house. So it just roasts all day. And like, because we only use it for this, we like shut the air conditioning vent so it can go through the other parts Which of the house. Which makes sense. Yeah. So I forgot when I got home to like, like let things loose. It's, it's all, fine. It's all my fault. Sorry. But we have a fan rolling. It's all good. It's a good temperature right now. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. Well, me and Josh are going to record our podcast <gasps> in the dining room of our house, Woo-hoo. which means you're going to be able to hear the air conditioning <laughs> and the cats are going to be everywhere. But like if we do it on the second floor of the house, there's no air conditioner in there. And I'm not doing that. No, we cannot be like Nick and Keon. You can't. I can't. can't. Fucking, there's no the fact that they like barely use the air conditioner is like mind boggling to me. I'm like. How do you live? I it's like know. clearly you guys aren't fat. I guess like that's really what it all I have like stuff. quite a bit of extra weight on me and I need the air. No, I need it like blowing from the base of my bed up my naked body. Oh, absolutely. When I'm in the car, I'm like positioned just so where my hands are on the wheel and the air is hitting my body, not my face. Yeah. Because no, I, I feel like that makes you greasy. Yeah. Like I want it on my arms and like on my pits and like partly on my body. I have it positioned strategically. And like I've been wearing sweaters to work because I, I like layer. I wear the tank top sure. underneath and then I put the thing over top. And like I'm learning which ones maybe aren't the best idea while it's like hot out because it's fine in the morning, but the sun like in the afternoon is on our side of the building. It's it a little toasty. toasty. Mm-hmm. So it's like a learning. It's a learning curve, but it's all good. It's I'm employed. Well, plus commuting, you know, your yeah. outfit changes as soon as you step outside. Right. I also live that life. It's like, okay, well, it's freezing in here, but then as soon as I step outside, I'm going to be literally on fire. Yeah. And I texted you earlier today. I was, like, really worried about my tank top. I felt like my titties were going to fall out at any given moment. And my response was that they would be so lucky. They would. They would. I, but also, it, like, wasn't even <laughs> close to my nipple. Listen. I love that optical listen. illusion where you just have fear that you're going to expose yourself to your coworkers. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is a male titty and you shouldn't be offended. And you shouldn't be offended. All titty, bodies are titty. beautiful. Um, anyway. I like you know what ever ever since I've been employed and like my like my I've been seeing my depression slowly melt away. Mm. Like ho phase is in effect, guys. It's <laughs> totally fine. It's late late 2018, but the ho phase is in full effect. <laughs> I what's on the forecast? Sexting. No. Yes. Tom being a ho ass <laughs> trick ass fucking bitch. <laughs> You know what? Just ask and you'll get a booty pic. It's fine. No, please. Uh, maybe. Ask, <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're interested in Tom, you know where to find him yeah, on social media. Come check him out. Because if you looking, you trying to reciprocate, I'm just Listen. saying, I'll be your hype, man. Does that work? Is that how that works? Uh, anyway. Today, like, have you met my my friend Tom? Do not do that when we go out. No, I wouldn't do that. Please. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I would do that. I would find a way to do that, but it would be cuter than that. You know, I can't do like the how I met your mother. Have you met Ted? It's just not me. No, I don't do that. But I Um, tend to like, I can position. 
I'm really bad at being hype man. So this is like a fun story. So we're just going to get into it because you know, it's our bonus episode. This is what you deserve it. You you do. And you know what? Can we make a bad a t-shirt? You deserve it. You deserve it. (laughs) You deserve it. (laughs) I want a new sparkly shirt that says you deserve this. You deserve it. Anyway, back in, you know, when Glee was on TV and it was popular and everyone loved Darren, Chris, uh-huh. um, my best friend, my good Judy, she was obsessed with Darren, Chris. So we like, he went on a solo tour and we like went all the way to Cleveland for a day trip to go see his show. And so we went and like, we stayed afterward to try to meet him. And so like, this has been like a moment we've been building up to for like a couple years. And, like mm-hmm. she's been so obsessed with him. And so I had this great camera and like, we were taking pictures because this was before your smartphone was good enough to like take pictures at meet and greets. Like you had to like bring a real camera, you know? Right. So I remember those living, days. Living my life. And so I take my picture. So, like Kristen takes the picture of us, like Scott free, nothing goes wrong. I got to take the picture of them and I don't know what I was doing, but I like hit the take, take the picture button without realizing I had done it. So I tried to whip the camera up to like, I like realized that I had done it. So I tried to whip it up to take the picture, but it took the picture at their crotch. So I have a picture of Kristen and Darren Chris's crotch next to each other. Oh my God. And like, instead of just being like, oops, I was like, Oh my God, I just took a picture of your crotches. And I was like, and I said it, I was like, I'm bad at this. I can't be around people. And I wasn't even nervous to meet him because I really didn't. Like, I was cool to meet him, but I, like, didn't care because it wasn't about me. So I was just, like, I, like, was, like, real cool with him. And, like, he thought I was there for him because I was, like, the flaming homo. Because, you because know, that was, like, sure, his type. Like, that the, would be, like, you know. Yeah, the assumption. And I was just, like, oh, no, this isn't about me. It's about my good Judy over here, <laughs> like, who really wanted to meet you. And I just took a picture Actually. of your crotches next to each other. And I still have that picture, and it still makes me laugh. But that's the kind of hype man I am. I guess, I don't know. I just have a, I, I feel like I'm, I'm better with people in person than I think I am. Yeah. Because I can kind of smoosh things and make it, make it happen mm-hmm. a little bit. And when I follow my instincts, it's like not a big so deal. Tan. Oh, honey. It's from the lake. Honey. Yes. Mm. You know what Josh says to me? So we went to the lake for his birthday mm-hmm. and we came back or whatever. And we were both peeing like and shit. And he's like, I'm going to be bronzed for the gods now. I'm going to be golden. I was like, is that what you think? Because you didn't get that tan. It wasn't transformative. It didn't change lives He's not thinking that trophy wife's going to work on his complexion now. Honey, honey, please. Like, we just got a little little cooked up at the lake. Like, it's not that real. But I am Italian. Like, I can. Like, I can get there. It looks good. You know what I mean? It can happen when I go outside. Not that it happens a lot. But anyway, so Josh's dad just started, like, he had brought a girl around, Josh. And I was like, Josh, is that his woman? And he was like, well, I don't know. Like, I didn't really say anything. I was like, okay. So I went down to Uniontown yesterday, and I was hanging out 41 prints, and I learned how to make our T-shirts. God bless. So now I, I know how to make all of our merch, you guys. And we're working on something special. And I'm going to be able to make it, which is pretty cool. So... Josh's dad shows up and he he mentions like off the fly. He's like, oh, I got to go pick up Mal. And I was like, oh, is that who you were here with yesterday? Is that your girlfriend? Just like nonchalant. He was like, yep. And I looked at Josh. And I was like, that's all it takes. You just got to ask. Yeah, but I, okay. So I often talk about, we're going to get to, we have a point to this episode. We do. We'll get there. It's fine. Me and Tom didn't see each other. We haven't seen each other in a long time. We we had talked for a solid hour before we even started recording. (laughs) We had to get caught up. Yeah, we had to get get all caught up. Uh, 
Oh God, what did you just say? Because I have like I like. Oh, straight men yes. talking. I can like make yes. it happen. Uh, yeah. Okay. Connecting so dots. I always text people and I'm like, what do straight men talk about? And that's like something I'm very concerned about because like you and I are like, we talk about emotions, like things yes. and we're like silly. We're, Josh like, the... and Josh does that. But with Josh you, isn't. With you. What but he'll do? do it with his friends too. They didn't always do that. It was mm. something that happened when they got older. Okay. So I'm always thinking to myself, what do straight men talk like? Or talk about because like, you know, I talk about my feelings and do all sure, that yeah. because that's just who I am. And I think a lot of other gay men similarly, like we are Probably. emotional people. We like to share sure. emotions with our friends. And um, Excuse me. I mean, it clearly depends on the type of straight man. Are they nerdy? Are they this or that? But at 4th of July, there was a table where all of the males <gasps> sat okay. and I listened and I couldn't have been more bored. They were like talking about architecture or like hamburgers and I was just like I can't what <laughs> and uh, like, Kristen was like they're in a group setting and I was like it's still boring Beth was over there telling some grand old stories I'm like Ben pick up your game <laughs> yeah I think there's like a couple hurdles and it's like it's like monopoly like do not pass go do not collect $200 yeah. like depending on who's like if in your I space I assume we, like clearly I'm never going to overhear a genuine straight man conversation because I'm not and like, like that's they're not going to talk a about tight yeah, click. Right. yeah except I will say it's really weird okay I'll put it like this when Josh first met my friend Antoine mm-hmm. like last June or whatever Josh went to walk away to go do something. And Antoine turns to me and he goes, well, that's the straightest fag I've ever met. So you did good. And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> so that sounds offensive because that's how Antoine talks. Yeah. But also I think Josh is, <laughs> Josh is very non-concerned about like masculinity in the mm-hmm. traditional sense in any way. And he's just like a very genuine human being who like shows emotion really easily so I, I think that's why he can interface with everybody and it's like not weird yeah well to, to, as an example so he has like different conversations so my basis is like when we went to see Ben de la Creme there was like this guy who was like dancing by himself while we were waiting for the meet and greet and I had posted on the Instagram story <laughs> oh the faggotry I love it and literally Tiffany sent me a screenshot of Antoine texting her, oh, the faggotry. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> it's too much. Sometimes it's just this what it is. But it was, that was hilarious. Yeah, it was good. But at, um, speaking of, Josh went with us to see Miss Cracker. And that was his Wait, first. Oh, we had to talk about that on the regular. Yeah, pod we'll talk about I, it. Yeah, but yeah. He, that was his first drag show. Too like he never had gone. And he I think he did fine. He was very comfortable. You know what I mean? And I like. Had, I was probably. I would probably have been more uncomfortable. Than I had no he was. concern about him being uncomfortable, yeah. which is nice. Like. Because it's just not a thing for him. He's like, I don't really care. I'm here to be entertained. And I know yeah. I'm going to be entertained. Like, I'm going to have a great time. Yes. Mm-hmm. So today. What are we paying homage to? We're going to badly, poorly pay homage <laughs> to. The no good, very bad. Gay, gay podcast by one Nick Kachanov yes. from Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour. So if you don't listen to either of those things, you're wrong. Oh, mm-hmm. go figure it out because they've got something for everybody. Yeah. So with Nick's podcast, he basically shows a movie or a movie is shown to him. Yeah. So most of the time he like the idea is that he's a bad gay because he has Hasn't not seen, seen the movie. Yeah. 
And then they do like research, which we didn't do, about like a queer, like loved queer movie. Like it doesn't mean that there has to be anything queer in the movie. It just has to be like genuinely loved by like generally loved by the queer community. Right. So I don't think that our movie will really fit. I into don't think so. I like didn't. I don't feel like I'm the person to pick a queer movie. Per well, se. it doesn't matter. Also, you know what I mean, it, it's going to be funny because I don't like movies. And That's then, what I yeah, mean. So. I was just like, I can't. We can't get too invested in this. We got to fly by this. Literally, of our Nick asked me if I wanted to be on the podcast, and I was like, I hate movies. And I was like, it would have to be a role reversal episode where you make me watch something and I come on a bitch about it for. And I don't think I'm ever going to be in my Like, it's just, it's going to be what it is. So, dear, dear listeners, keep in mind, I had to pick a movie for a person who hates watching movies. So I tried to pick something, one that I don't love too much. So when Tom hated it, it didn't break my heart. And then something that would be, like, amusing, but also sort of, also sort of, Nothing too serious. So I felt like Sleepless in Seattle was good for that because it's one of those things that is like a quintessential rom-com. Yeah, yeah. It gets brought up a lot. It, does, it sure does. And I was like, I bet he's never seen it. Mm-mm. Rosie O'Donnell's in it, which is I like keynotes. my notes are like my thoughts as I'm watching the movie. So hopefully your notes are more, like a little bit more structured. They, to like, they are, okay. I think. I purposefully tried to like <laughs> Yeah, because mine, mine is just like... Just free thought to like good. writing down as well as good. I was going. So I, I knew that I was like, odds are Tom won't totally hate this, but he's going to make fun of it. And yeah. that's fine. Like, that'll be good. Okay. So, okay. So we did see Wilson Seattle, right? And I uh, didn't look up anything before other than the runtime. And I saw 105 minutes. I'm like, we are pushing it. <laughs> I know. We are 15 minutes short of two hours. You guys might say, isn't your limit two hours? I was like, yeah, but when you start creeping up close to it, no, I started no, no. having second thoughts. And I didn't want to watch anything super long yeah. either. And you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't going to pick Titanic. I, I know have, where the line is. I would have, it would have like let you think that I watched and I would have come up and be like, still didn't see I really, it. <laughs> I almost picked Something's Gotta Give, but like, I love that movie too much. And if you would have been like, this is so corny, Diane Keaton, I would have been like, no! Okay, first of all, I'm not here to, if you love this movie, I'm not here to tell you you're wrong (laughs) or like that it's, you can love whatever you want because I love some hot garbage and I know that about myself. I know, but it's just, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't have nostalgia or tradition like in my body. It's like not a thing for me and I don't know what it is about me that's like, I don't care for that, but it's fine. Like I like to make new traditions with people, but like sure, the idea of like old traditions. So I think a lot of my attachments to movies comes with the people I watch the movies Mm -hmm. with. So that is one that I watch with my grandma all the time. Okay. So like that's like it feels very personal. Okay. Uh, we love Diane Keaton. I love Diane we Keaton. We stand Diane Keaton. That's, I almost picked Father of the Bride because I... I don't even know what that is. I am obsessed with Father of the Bride. I've been obsessed with it since I was I a child. I didn't even know. The movie that they're, they did, a, like, Colin and him did a bad affair to the Affair to Remember? No, it was some alien thing. Oh, wait. What are you talking about? No, the one they, that Colin and oh, Nick oh, did this. Oh, the Poseidon thing. Adventure? Yeah, what the fuck is that? You don't know I've what the never even, adventure is? I never even heard of it. And oh. I was like, that's how terrible I am at this. Uh, shall we? Movies ju- just like aren't your bag. Shall we jump into them? That's though? fine. It's, it really isn't. I, my pleasure centers need to be ringing like at all times. And movies are like, I'm fine. not doing that. No, I, However, it's, it's hard for me to sink into a movie. I'll, I will say that. The thing is, like I said, and I don't know if it was a bonus episode or a regular episode. I did watch all of Mad Men where nothing happens. But I think the colors and like the style the of style. it were just like yeah. what kept me going on that. I could see that. 
But I do like I like movies where nothing. This is going to sound so stupid. I like movies where nothing happens. Like, have you ever seen Perks of the Being a Wallflower? Like, stuff happens. I read the book. I've never seen the movie. Well, you know, like, the it all kind of builds up to that one thing. I'm yeah, not trying yeah, to spoil yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, happens, but it's still not, like, they don't, they handle it like, kind of realistically. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, I like movies that kind of feel like they could happen. And I think when you try to, it either has to be completely fictional, like, set in a space where like that the, the, the real world doesn't exist or it has to be like completely something that I feel like unbelievably happened for me to watch. I'll I say that Black Swan's one of my favorite movies. I love so. Black Swan. Uh, so like it's it's it just takes a certain kind that of movie, movie and kind of style great. for me to like jump in. We should watch Closer, which is like a movie of a play, but it's got Julia Roberts and Natalie I was surprised Portman in that it. you didn't pick a Julia Roberts movie after we went on. I almost it. did, but I felt like it's fine. Okay. Like, we, we talked all about it. I wasn't going to, like, subject you to Pretty Woman after you listen to the podcast about Pretty Woman. You know what I mean? Okay. Anyway, so I picked Sleepless in Seattle because, like I said, quintessential. I've seen it a million times. Anything with Tom Hanks in it, it's like putting on a warm, This is my jacket. first Tom Hanks movie. What did you think of Tom Hanks? I think... I love honest. him in the Carly Rae Jepsen video. <laughs> okay. He's also Woody from Toy Story. Well, I didn't count, like, it, this is my first time, like, seeing him. Like, okay. Because I, okay. I do love the Toy Story so, franchise. So, um, they sort of became, like, a very, uh, like, a cornerstone couple of rom-coms, right? Because right, Seattle you was a big me. deal. And they did You Got Me Out. Which... Which has been told to me multiple times is the better movie of these two movies. Uh, okay. Ooh. So go ahead, fight your fight. But Matt, Fairy Bay Matt was like, "You've got mail is better." And I almost picked "You've Got Mail," okay, but I think it's easier to hate both of them more in "You've Got Mail" than this movie, and that would get very distracting because the way that they like get together and "You've Got Mail" is even less commonsensical than this movie uh does that ugh. make sense like it makes even less sense he is her enemy and you've got mail he shuts her bookstore down okay and then they fall in love through email does that make sense to you no but I no like this doesn't make <laughs> sense but at least it takes place like so long ago i'm using air quotes yeah. with a medium that doesn't really exist anymore that you could like suspend belief a little bit so yeah. i think this holds up better than you've got mail well, they used AOL, right? Yeah. Okay, no one uses that. Do you know okay. what I mean? Okay. Okay. Like, it's just, it's it's pushing it. Like, I watched it again yeah. not that long ago, and I was like, this is a little bit of a tough watch. Yeah, that's why it's hard to watch movies that, like... So, like, this is very dated, but it's also earnest a little bit, and it's like, okay, like, I'm going to make fun of this, but it's not, like, atrocious. Okay. You've got mail is like, approaching this territory i don't want to take meg and tom hanks too okay, okay. so, so get, all get, of y'all can just stick that in your pipe and smoke it so okay. we're so, gonna jump right in okay wait hold on i have two things that okay. happened before he's got show. pre pre-show <laughs> opening notes. credits what is tristar does it exist anymore I was going to look this up, and then I didn't. <laughs> this is why we're not at all like no, the No Good, Very Bad Gay. <laughs> it should be noted that sometimes movie, like, movie production companies yeah, have, like, own, multiple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just don't know that TriStar is still working. And then this also is my first Nora Ephron uh, venture. So I. I haven't watched this in a while, and, like, I didn't know it was Nora Ephron. Oh, well, here we go. Okay, let's start. So we learn right away that life isn't fair, and you might as well not ask why. Tom Hanks' wife is dead. They're in Chicago right now. T. Hanks and Jonah 
and Maggie is the deceased wife. Okay, so it opens right on this funeral. Yeah, this funeral, and it says Chicago, and I'm like, I've been lied to. <laughs> Where's Seattle? Where's Lexington? Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I was, I, you know. I wasn't willing to give it time because I was committing two hours of my life to this. So I was just like, okay. But then the thing that got me, and this is like one of those unfair things because I lived, I experienced something. They pan out and they show you the skyline of Chicago. There are no hills in Chicago. So there is nowhere for this to be like in the city of Chicago. And I was just like, what's going on? Yeah. (laughs) Also, I don't care about these people. So I wasn't sad. And you know, right. Because like if you watched Up, Disney's Up, they like make you fall in love with her and then they kill her. And I'm like, oh, like, that's not fair. Like, so this was kind of like too easy. Too it's easy. Sort of, I feel and, like for this, it's starting you off from a low place. Right. Yeah. Because then they, the next okay. scene is it's like, starting off at a low it's like the architect from Titanic. Uh, <laughs> he's also the architect in this movie. In Titanic. Yeah. Okay. He's also like his, his like butt buddy or whatever. And and they're, you know, talking about him, like, taking a break. And oh, yeah. Whatever. And he was so, Tom was so annoyed. He, like, this guy was just trying to be a friend. And then he starts throwing business cards at him. Like, like, like you were the first to think about this. So Tom Hanks, whose name is Sam, is in the movie, is, like, clearly grieving. And he's really going through it. And that's when they reach the point that, like, okay, maybe you need to take a break. Okay, before, go we, away. before we move any further, we have to talk about juice. <laughs> so at the wake... Tom Hanks' sister, I don't know what her name is. But oh, oh, okay, yeah. The first of two triangle haircuts we have. Those poor curly-haired women in the 90s, the hairstylists did not know what to do. They barely know what to do now, but it has come. So, okay. She's holding up two different Tupperware containers and looks at Tom Hanks and says, do you know how to make juice? And I was like, what a stupid question. I was fully expecting Tom Hanks to be like, you press vegetables and fruits to make juice. And he says... Five minutes in the microwave. And I was like, I don't understand how you guys make juice. And I was so upset about it. I think the point is that he's grieving and he's not really engaged in his environment. He's... Neither is the girl who's holding up supper. No, she's like making like a frantic bid to show that she cares about him. She's like, are you going to be okay? And he's just like, yeah, I don't got it. Yeah, juice was not the no. mode. I did not. So I'm sorry. I meant to say the architect from Titanic takes him to the airport. And that's when they leave from Seattle. His boss at the architecture firm is someone else, and it doesn't matter. Oh, but oh. that's basically what leads them to go to Seattle. So this yep. is Sam and Jonah. That's Tom Hanks and his little boy. So then, like, it's very brief. Okay, that it was the O'Hare Airport. I know because I've been in it. Yes. So they're walking through that hangar, and I was like, I've cried while walking through the airport hangar before. And Airports like, are very emotional. I, yes. So you know what I wanted to ask you? Have you seen Love Actually? Mm-mm. Maybe we'll do another one of these around Christmas and we'll do that because okay. that's a fun, that's a fun one. Okay. I, okay. Love Actually is also like kind of problematic and, and shitty, but it's, it's dated and it's early 2000s, which like feels, it just black feels and good. Movie? What is it? Just Jack Black in that No, it what is. What am I thinking of? What is Jack? It is, um, what is his real name? Oh, that's The Holiday. Okay. Um, Karen Knightley is in this. Andrew Lincoln from Walking Dead is in it okay. as a baby, which is super fun. Um, Severus Snape is in it. I can't think of his. Alan Rickman there you go. is in it. it. Um, it's really good. It's okay. just really, really good. But anyway, so, so we're moving forward 18 months ahead, and then we're in Baltimore. 
And then I still was like, this is not Not in Seattle. Seattle. We're still not in Seattle. <laughs> okay. I also, this might have been the first Meg Ryan movie I've ever seen because you were asking. Oh, that. yeah. Okay. So, uh, my notes go, this is my first Meg Ryan movie. Rosie O'Donnell's like a capital letter. like the next line. Um, and then I guess music started playing and I was like, I'm curious about the soundtrack, which it ends up not being so, so great. But uh, moving on. Baltimore. Oh, okay. So Meg Ryan has this hairstyle that I distinctly remember being a woman of the 90s mm-hmm. hairstyle. It's this weird braid that isn't, it's not messy enough to be like cute messy. messy. Yeah. And it's not put together enough to be like a real braid. And I'm just like, She's why got, like, was be- like a bang situation? Yeah. Why was this a thing that we did? I don't really know. Don't. But her hair is not short and curly, which is like a big deal. It's because that's not her. That's no, her. That's like her. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever seen City of Angels? No. I don't even know if it's good, but I love it. <laughs> so, okay. So we go, we meet, well, we meet uh, Ray Grind's family, right? Well, yes. So okay. it's, it's a president from Independence Day, Bill Pullman, and a long-haired Meg Ryan traveling to Meg Ryan's family for Christmas, mm-hmm. and they are engaged. So this is Walter, which is Bill Pullman, mm-hmm. and is Meg Ryan. So they're, like, announcing their engagement yeah, or whatever. so... In my notes, I have poor Walter. I'm assuming he gets cheated on. Boy, was I wrong. Not um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they announce their engagement and all the men shake hands. And there's like a lot of standing and like inter. And I was like, this is a lot. I thought engagements were like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm not. And I- like her dad starts talking about like a spring wedding and salmon and strawberry salad. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. and then excuse me. <laughs> And then I got really excited because the mom from Six Feet Under is in this scene. Oh, okay. And she's the woman. Um, she's also an American Horror Story. And she screams, Balenciaga, while being burned at the stake. And I cannot remember that actress's name. And I did not bother to look it up. But she's one of my favorites. And this is why we're also, not the big Also, <laughs> I rented this movie on Amazon because I like because I wanted to like watch it and take my notes next oh, to it. Oh, okay. So, um, and when you, this is a new, I don't know if this has always existed, but when you pause the movie on Amazon, it tells you every actor in that scene and like gives you like details about what, what? happened when film. It was insane. And I was just like, oh, I could. This is the future. And then I was like, I should take some notes on what they're <laughs> time I pause it. I never, I never did. But that's um, fine. Who's Harold? No, Walter. <laughs> Walter is Bill Pullman. Yeah. And he's allergic to everything. Yep. Uh, I'm convinced he created celiac disease himself. Like he's uh, more like, than no, likely, we're just no like establishing gluten. right up front that Walt Walter is like fine. And mean, they could have been meaner to Walter, and I was kind of they glad could have. They but could I have. also was left by the end of the movie like just feeling bad for Walter because yeah. I'm like, you didn't even do anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't like he was You're terrible. Just fine. He's just fine. He's You're just, just fine. It's like you know. Like yeah, just but now, yeah, I guess for lack of a better way to put it. So, um, so uh, we are in the attic. I'm not there yet. I okay. have some things to say. Fill me in. I hate Meg Ryan's family. Yeah, um, it was all yeah, very like, I don't like, a, them. like a strain of white people that they, don't exist or I've never had contact with. I'm and not they sure. They clearly hate Walter. They're clearly like, mm, you know, if like, he this this is, like, is this like really who you want? And so now we're in the attic, and then. Big Ryan is telling them how they telling mom, 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 yes, mom, how they met, and it is the dumbest meet cute I have ever heard. They meet by sandwich, they meet by sandwich, and the way they meet is they both ordered the most boring fucking sandwich ever in existence, uh, bread with tomato and lettuce and mayonnaise. Who Maybe. eats that? Yeah, and the reason they met is because they accidentally got the wrong order because her bread had gluten in it and his like didn't, didn't or whatever. And it was so dumb. 
I her boobs look weird in that dress. You know that dress was ugly anyway. <laughs> it was it was gross. It was not cute. And then so they're leaving the house, right? Are you can we are we following? They're yeah. Le- they're leaving. Did you have anything else to say? Oh, I do want to point out. Okay, let's do it. That because these are the things that I like without the movie. So the reason why I was drawn to this as a kid is because they like start discussing the concept of fate and the urge to fight the seemingly randomness nature of life. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. like there's oh, a lot of we met this... like it meant to be. Yeah, I don't I don't believe in meet cutes. So that makes this movie really tough because it's a two hour. It is. Meet-cute. It is. So it's like um, all of this is worth something. And then her mom is like regaling her about mm-hmm. how her and her dad had met. And it was just like magic, which is like a theme that we see. Yeah, it was very. I don't thing. know if you watch the Gilmore Girls, but this happens like whenever Lorelai's engaged the first guy, Max. And this, this is like what it harkened back to. to oh, me. OK. She like her mom's talking about how like she met Richard and it's like this grand story and she tried on her wedding dress every night until the day of the wedding and like Lorelai wasn't feeling that way and then she inevitably calls yeah. off the engagement but it's uh, so it doesn't seem like Anne Meg Ryan is super invested in this mm-hmm. line of thinking and then she rips the sleeve of the dress and exclaims it's a sign and then her mom is like but you don't believe in that so yeah. and also let's talk about this rip it, she like moved her arms slightly and like the whole shoulder popped off. And I was like, and right. it was like, it didn't even look tight on her whenever she was putting it on. It just on. looked ugly and weird. <laughs> yeah. So they're leaving the house. Right. Okay. And while they're walking to the cars, she's like, oh my goodness, could you believe I left one of the presents we were taking to DC in the house? So I was like, why did you take it in the house to begin with, Megan? That's what I thought. I was very confused. And I, that was like, that was like, I was just like, that's so stupid. And it was just like an excuse not to like get Leave like, together, yeah. I guess, to follow each other. So what's funny And I is, thought she wasn't going to go. Oh, like right away. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, nope, was like, Meg's done. Like, not that, I mean, just because she was like, they were trying to tell us a story. Maybe she's like, uh, in my head, I'm starting to write a new story where she's sure. like, she's like the person who can't commit. And she like, she just lets him drive away. That's a whole big to do. It's but not even that. Not interesting. Even, no, not even. So, no, it's not even that interesting. There, <laughs> the best, my, this is my favorite scene of the whole movie. Meg's listening, and I don't remember what her real name is. I don't think they even say her Anne, name. Anne. It's Anne. They don't say her name, I swear, until It doesn't. It takes a while, because I had to double check. Um, <laughs> so, me, me, Anne. Please Anne. call out what I think you're going to say. Her ADHD while she's listening to the radio is so fabulous. It's so good. And she's just like <laughs> singing jingle. What is she saying? Uh, uh. Something because then she's going horses, 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 horses. It's literally in my notes because every time I sometimes during the holiday season, I'll just literally start going horses, horses, horses. Well, and like I'm like laughing so hard. I'm like this, and I knew I was like, this is where I'm peaking. Relatable, relatable moment. This is where I I'm still on board. I feel like the first like forty ish minutes are like charming i'm like oh like this is sweet like i don't know where this is going and then i started to run out of Uh steam for sure so a five-year-old maybe eight they say eight he looks five the fact that he knows words and how to form a sentence is when you see this kid he does not look eight they're trying to pass him they later on in the movie they try to say he's 12 11 yeah get out of here uh so i wrote Ugh, they live on a houseboat. This is not wish fulfillment at all. I was so mad. And then also the boat never rocks, which is, come on. Well, I think it's a house more than a a boat. It's a boat on the water. It's a houseboat. But if it has like a, 
a foundation going into it because it's more of a house. Do you know what I mean? Because you can live on a houseboat or a boat house, but if it's a house on the water, then it doesn't really have like emotion. Anyway, it. how did the I'm five-year-old get Delilah's phone number? I don't number? know. Oh, my God. I was going to ask if you were familiar with Delilah. <laughs> Delilah. So the fact that we know that tells us that we could have called it. Because I called in B94 when I was a kid. Because I would try to answer the contest question. I was scared of the telephone when I was a child. Oh, also, not me. we had rotary phones for way too long. Me so too. It was really but hard to I was, dial I would in. do that shit. So, like, this was, like, not unbelievable to me. But okay. essentially, uh, Tom Hanks' son, Jonah... Mm-hmm. who is supposed to be eight, but maybe is five, a hard six at most, calls in and says that his Christmas wish is for a new wife for his dad because his dad is very sad. Yeah. And, uh, what? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Uh, it took me until I was like 25 to have like, realize what was going on with other people's emotions. <laughs> like I was so self-obsessed with myself. Some of us grow up with trauma, Tom, <laughs> and it makes us very sensitive. Anyway, uh, when I was eight, I didn't care about my parents' relationship. True story. Oh, wow. Well, well, uh, you know, I lived a blessed that's, life. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's you know, it's right. My situation. And that's good that you can yeah, recognize yeah. that. It's not a big deal. Uh, but, like, I never once was worried, like, are they fine? It was, like, never a thing. So I don't... So this is, like, a little much for you. It, it is. And anyway, before we move on, is this child an actor now? Like, do we... Is he a soul I thing? I have no idea. Oh, it's probably not. If we don't... If we're not... Still ta- like, it, you know, I don't think he The is. child actors... Because there's another child actor that like, comes in later in the movie and who still works to this day. Oh, really? Yeah, Jessica. That really? Cunt. Who is she? What does she do? She was on Girls. She's Adam's sister in Girls. Um, and I then she's remember. also, she's always the same character. She's literally the character she plays in this movie still to this day. The cunty person. I'm going to have to that. <laughs> it's, Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so Jonah calls into this radio right. show. And, and instead of Delilah, if you guys don't know who Delilah is, she's like an after 7 p.m. radio DJ. And she talks like this, real soft, like, and wants to answer all of your questions. And I, I want to dedicate a song to your dead yeah. dog. Like she's that like, lady. She's like Radio Oprah. Yeah. You know. But like much more superficial. She but also, awful. actually, Delilah has had like lived a very troubled life before she became Delilah. I know. So like... Um, she that being cred. said, I hate Dr. Frida, whatever this person Marsha Fieldstone. <laughs> no, sure. Because she encourages Jonah to give the phone to Tom Hanks, who I'm writing in my phone as T. Hanks. Who, she asks what his first name is. And if why give him the moniker Sleepless in Seattle when we all know his name is Sam? Yeah. That's so stupid. And that is the title of this movie. It's true. <laughs> So Sam and his son Jonah, just so just to recap, you guys are on landlines talking live on a radio show. Yeah, in the same room. In the same room, <laughs> and people all over the country are listening to this, oh, including Meg Ryan. The president was listening. Everyone, <laughs> Every, everyone, we were all listening. Everyone, and you know everyone's listening because Meg Ryan stops at like a truck stop to get coffee because she's like sleepy behind the wheel. And first of all, the she cof- gets tea for one. Two. She knows she gets coffee. They say it's 65 cents. No, she says hot water, but leave the bag out. The tea bag. Well, who does she tell coffee is 65 cents? Because I literally have this. Oh, note. I don't know. But either but way. When she walks in and they're all this talking This is almost about, believable because if you're in a diner and it's like this late and there's like not a lot going on. That's how I'm supposed to think it is. Like two? two, I, one, two uh, one. I was putting it around the 10, 11 o'clock part, <laughs> personally. Well, because... Marsha says it's late for him to be calling out. He's like, I live in Seattle. So it's not that. Not, like, as, late, late, not right. as late. So 
three hours. Let's say it's like, okay, it's midnight. I'm going to say like it was like yeah. nine o'clock yeah. for him. Okay, guys. We, it was we like nine o'clock for, okay. So nine o'clock for Jonah. So it's like midnight yes. for Meg Ryan. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So what is, so Sam says all of this stuff. He's like, I love my wife. I really love my wife. Right. Right. I, I, that's basically. He basically says like, my wife made everything beautiful and it's like really hard around yeah. Christmas. And so especially this makes every woman in America want to fuck Sam. Well, yeah. Cause he's talking about emotions. Uh, <laughs> so like whenever Meg Ryan goes into the diner, everyone's like, I want to fuck him. I want to send him. I want to know where he is. I want to call him. I'm, you guys yeah. don't even know <laughs> the body language Tom just like used to drive home the fact that these women want to fuck Tom Meg. And like, as I'm like being so cynical about it, this note is literally in my notes. I said, oh, I'll never be in love because I can't buy into any of this. Well, I think that it's important to know that this is a very... There are good takeaways to this movie in the way that you should trust your intuition, right? Uh So Meg Ryan knew on some level that she didn't need to be with Walter. You know what I mean? She knew that before we even got to the radio. Right. It was too Because she left the the package. You know what I mean? Like, it's just right. And he sleeps with a vaporizer on. It's just a lot. It's just not for her. Not They aren't on the same place. But the other thing being like... um, it's important to feel connection with whoever you're with. And that's like a good lesson. And that's where you need to leave it because this is never going to happen in the real world. She's pointing to my notes, not her own. <laughs> that, well, mine too. Yeah. But like yeah. the whole movie, you know what I mean? Like it's not, but that's, what's kind of fun about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because on some level this could occur, but it would be a very micro, a micro, a micro transaction, not like this big thing where children are flying uh, across the country. Uh, I don't want to jump to the end. They meet the movie ends. Yeah. So they, you don't even know what fucking happens. And the way, the reason that this, fu- never mind, I'll get to it then because I have so much to fucking say about it. I have it. so many things to tell you right now. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so May gets back into the car and then she's crying while Sam is telling his story. So I love this part of the movie because I think this is like, this is really beautiful because like he's talking about his wife and he's and the lady on the radio is like well people who truly loved once are much more likely to fall in love again and you know she asks is there someone out there for you like can you imagine it and he was like well i don't know like i i kind of can't think about it and she was like well what are you gonna do and he was like i'm just gonna get out of bed every morning and i'm gonna get out of bed the next morning and like eventually it won't be as hard to do that and like I think there's something very relatable in that. You know what I mean? So I yeah. think that's why I was like, oh my God, he's so going to persevere. Never, yeah, I was correct with my never going to fall in love. <laughs> Fine. Um, <laughs> so as I said, he, the, everyone knows his name, Sam, but then she true. has the, and the thing ends, it, it's like it's a music cue. So he's like, that was sleepless in Seattle. And then over the rainbow starts playing. But like, not even like the old Hawaiian guy playing the ukulele or Ray Judy Charles. Garland. It's Ray Charles. Which I love. I loved, I loved that. So they're like, he was saying right before this, he was like, I knew it. I knew the very first time I touched her, it was like coming home or whatever. It was like magic. Because then it comes back again, right? Right, right. And then right, that's right. when, like, they were, she was, like, all teary and he was quiet. And then she was like, well, okay, on that note, like, we're done. And then it sort of shows, like, transition shots of her still driving. And then there's a boat that goes by covered in Christmas lights. And, like, it's all just sort of, like, wistful and sad. 
I will be honest, when the music started, I didn't pay attention again, I think, until <laughs> the next thing happened. And My I guess- younger self was so gooped by, like, all this. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, the world, the world, the world. Like, I was, I was invested. So... I, I guess, forgot this far into the movie that Rosie O'Donnell, I had already known that she was in it, but I freak out again in my notes of Rosie O'Donnell, so this movie. Yes, honey. Uh, they start throwing around the term shrink, which really bothers me, and I, I don't know if that's a politically correct thing to say. No. We call people sh- not only that, Anne. Anne? Yes. Is it not Anna? It's Anne. It's Anne. A-N-N-E, I believe. Um, she starts calling, because she's a woman, a shrinkette, and I was like, I'm, I don't like you. <laughs> I don't. Meg Ryan's not particularly enjoyable. And so they're talking about all of like the lustful things they see in the media. And they talk about a Polaroid commercial, which is like, ooh, that's dated. Dated. Um, And, but I was just like, of course she's a journalist writing a story about a man. And that's the premise of things that are happening. Mm. But literally that they talk about it like here and it's like an excuse to get her to go to Seattle. And then it's like dropped. Like there was no story that's ever. No, no, but But they're like kind of of approaching it from that. premise of almost every romantic comedy is a woman doing something, writing an article, trying to learn more about the mystique of the man. And it's just like, I'm over it. Like over it officially. Also journalism is dying and it's fine. You know, move on. You know what I mean? Also, she writes for Baltimore. Why does Baltimore need its own take? They don't. But I also thought it was interesting that Tom talks about, like, the nature of women in that present time during the movie. Because he was like, what's it like out there? Like, I also don't know anything. Oh. So I liked that as well. I thought that was kind of. That's coming up. And I wrote some stuff about that. So we see, you know, they're workshopping in the newsroom. Rosie O'Donnell is there. That's, like, the best part. So they go to lunch. And I was living because it's a slim trim caped Rosie O'Donnell. Do you like that cape that she had on with like her little skirt and her tights and her heels? Yes. Rosie was, li- I was she living was, for Rosie O'Donnell. I loved Rosie O'Donnell. She has that very distinct accent that she has and I like, I can't get over it. Yes. Okay. So anyway, they're out to lunch. The first thing I need to tell you about is they order lemonade and then Meg Ryan puts sweet and low in her lemonade and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm 100% sure that that lemonade is already sweetened. That is foul. I'm annoyed. 90s trash. Um, Rosie is trying to like keep Meg rooted in reality. And, is and like, Meg Ryan literally is like trying to tell a story that happened with Walter. And she's like, he did this hysterical thing. What was that? What was, what was that hysterical thing? What? And like, she can't even remember anything. Like, she's like, what was that? It's terrible thing. It's like, what was it? And? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Not even you. And so, what do you have after that? The NYE party. Yeah. So, they're celebrating New Year's Eve. Jonah is asleep. Tom Hanks takes him to bed. Meg and Walter are dancing and making plans to be in New York City on Valentine's Day weekend. And they mentioned that it's 1993. So I just want to throw it out there. Can you imagine? Were you alive? Can you, uh, I was three. Well. Uh, I'm just saying. I was around. <laughs> I was five. So. Um, <laughs> so I was really tired when I was literally watching this. And uh, everyone was going to bed in this one particular scene. I was like, I'm so tired. I was like jealous of them. I was like, I gotta go. I gotta sleep. Um, uh then, what's his name? Sam. Sam. He starts hallucinating his wife. Yeah. 
And I was like, are we doing this? Is this going to be a thing? No, this is the only scene that happens. Nope. I, I thought it could have been, I kind of like whenever people have conversations with dead people and like, not like, Me too. The, not like I don't in a hate sick it. sense way, but like, Hey, like, why are you doing this? Like, it's kind of their point of reason. Like, for the movie. And, and I like think that. when you're really mourning somebody, even if it's just somebody you broke up with and don't see anymore, mm-hmm. like you definitely do that. Yeah, even if it's sure. just you talking to yourself. Um, the, so they, so we just kind of learn more about, you know, Sam's job. He's working yeah. on this house and, and like this terrible woman, this woman, I don't even think she has a name, but she's it's a just, cunt. I ever is she's a client and She's talking. She wants this very specific thing that literally can't happen in the space that she wants it to. And she's being awful about it. They're like, it's going to add seven months or some some ridiculous amount of time to this project. And then she was like, you'll find a way to make it work. And then she's like, I need to call my decorator. I was like, fuck you. White people. <laughs> um, and then they go. The, he's going home and yes. the mailman's in front of him. And yes. the mailman's wheeling like shit tons of mail up to this house and how these people get uh, i was like how do these people get this address well jonah jonah who's home alone home alone he's five he's home alone he's eight he just retrieved mail from eight is still eight is still too young i was left alone at eight i babysat two other kids when i was nine I just want to put that into perspective. That's not a good perspective. I still don't think that's great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, not only that, like he's collecting all, like the bagfuls of mail from the mailman. He's like unfazed. Jonah's unfazed. By he's the all business. Of, he's, he's like, I'm gonna find you a wife. That is literally Jonah's he job. He starts opening all the mail. He's yeah. He's like, he's like telling who he likes, who he doesn't like. He's like has piles going. Anyway. He's eight, and he called in and gave the phone number and the address. You can't do that. No. You can't. Also, it is not okay for the for the radio station the to give out the address. Yeah. yeah. No. What the fuck? What the fuck? Unless the only way this could ha- feasibly happen is people have to mail things to the radio station and then and it then gets forwarded forward to them. That is the only way that this is accessible. If people were mailing directly. If. And this would never happen now, but uh, no, but you I'm would just, get an email address maybe, but you go on their Instagram, you harass them that way. That's what that's, we do. That's now. what we do now. God um, damn it. So Sam points to a map and says they should stick to people close to them. If they consider letters at all, because he would rather meet people in real life. Wait, they talk about a remedy for the hiccups and it's a spoonful of sugar and hold it in your mouth for a yeah. minute. Does that work? You know what I do? Uh, yes, but then you have to swallow it. And I think it's the swallowing with water because you obviously take like, a big gulp of water right after. Uh-huh. It's like the combination of holding your breath and then taking like a big gulp, I think, does it. I've oh. tried it. It works. Okay. It has worked. What's your other method? Uh, I'm just holding my breath. Oh, I say look at the man on the big white horse and whatever that reason that works for me. What? Yeah, I don't know why. You say a spell and then your hiccups uh, yeah, go you say, away? Yeah, you say, look at the man on the big white horse. and it's just, I think it's like, I don't know why. Psychosomatic? I don't, I think maybe it's like the way you move your mouth. I don't know. I don't look know, but it works. Look at the man in the big white horse. Look at the man on the big white horse. Look I can't wait to get hiccups again. Um. So this was really funny. Sam okay. wonders how a dating works now. He's like postulating. Wait, hold on. Wait, you're already to the cafe. I'm not there yet. No, they're brushing their teeth. Oh, no, we're not. Th- wait, so let's talk about dinner. He oh, serves okay. a hamburger, no sides for dinner. What the fuck? Do people? 
please write it. I need to know. Are, you, are people just having a hamburger? Tom had a different life experience growing up because you that had, is very familiar to you me. You had a hamburger. A hamburger. Where's your potato? Nope. I would have a hamburger, no bun. I was lucky there was ketchup in the house. Okay. And I would eat it with a fork. Thanks. Things I needed as a child. I was Jif peanut butter. Heinz ketchup. Would not eat if it wasn't the brand. Like I wasn't brand loyal. This is how I developed into brand the human. Loyalty. Yeah, this is how I developed into the human that I am today. And my mom just like let it happen. Why couldn't she just be like, No, you're just having a hamburger, no bun for dinner? Because I don't know that life. I was appalled that there was no sign. Really? I was I was fucked no, up. I can't I don't I well, I also was like Okay, so let's get back to brushing the teeth. Poor. I know you're going to talk about, like, you're going <laughs> to... What? I was poor, so we were lucky we had Okay, hamburgers. my mom pretended like we were poor, but we were never no, poor. No, it doesn't sound like you were no, poor. No, but I will tell you, like, I... I lived this weird life where, like, I thought the life that we lived was poor until I started going to my friends' houses, and I was like, we are not poor. <laughs> like, it was, like, one of those things that settled in very quickly. Um... <laughs> So anyway, continue, continue. Okay, continue. so they're, now they're brushing their teeth. He doesn't know how yes. dating works, but they talk about sex while they're brushing their teeth. Well, Jonah brings it up. He was like, "Are you gonna have sex or something?" And, and it's very cash. And this is probably the way you should handle a conversation. Well, about yeah, sex. because you want to yeah, normalize yeah, right, 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 right. it. Like I didn't think that was bad. But what was funny is Jonah's like, "Is she gonna scratch up your back and stuff?" Oh, that yeah, like Alanis Morissette. Just like he's like he heard that song once. Wait, or he was like, back. <laughs> and Tom Hanks answers him, and he's like. Wait, what? Like, what are you talking? Like, or like, what yeah, are you talking about? Has, like, how did you? Yeah, he was like, Judd has cable, <laughs> and I was living. Uh, okay, we are forty minutes into the movie. Like, guys, that was forty minutes of the movie, and we still—they still have not even seen each other. Nope. It's just the thought. Well, first of all, Sam has no idea that Anne exists. Anne is obsessed with the idea. Like, of cannot Sam. stop thinking Can about him. Not. So, so they're yeah, they're talking about. So then they're, this is, oh my God, they're, ta- they're in the cafe, they're in the cafe. He's having lunch with a coworker okay. in this, in this cafe, right? That's what we move on to next. Yeah. And they're talking about how different dating is from 1978 to 1993. And I'm like, do you guys fucking know what the bullshit we had to put up in 2018? Because it's fucked. You guys, like, what's the difference? Your phone, you can dial buttons instead of the rotary. Like, I don't know what's different. What is different? Can you tell me? Between then and now? No, 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 no. Between 1978 and 1993, what, what is, what is the difference? There's what the video services oh, now. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Like, well, first of all, so my whole cause for the pause for this whole scene is they're talking about like what women want: a cute butt. Okay, cute butts, <laughs> yeah. fine. But they're like going through the motions, and he's like, maybe you go out for a drink, maybe you go out for da 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 da, and then he goes, and then you can do it with a condom on. What? There shouldn't be a, like, what do you, what, is there a time where it happens without it first? Or are you saying afterwards you can do it without it? Because that's risky behavior. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, that was very confusing to me. But I will say to your question, there were like phone personals where you would like call and record a message and then people would call and like on your extension and like leave you messages. Because when my mom first left my dad and they divorced, she would do that. There and I, and her and her friend got really drunk in the living room the one day and, like, were calling other people. people and, like, leaving, like, setting up her voicemail or whatever. Like, if that service still exists, that's an episode of this podcast. 
where we just call in, leave messages <laughs> for people. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I also liked when he was like, oh, tiramisu. And he That's the thing. And he's like, what? What's tiramisu? Bye. You're canceled. You're canceled. You are canceled. Josh Both of you really hard. I, I, I <laughs> gasped in disgust. I'm like, what is tiramisu? What is tiramisu? You're both canceled. You don't like food. You don't respect food. You don't deserve food. It was probably a newer dessert. No! At that point. No! Yeah! No! It wasn't around tiramisu forever. Wasn't, no, tiramisu wasn't invented in 1993. No, but it probably wasn't, like, as readily available. I I knew what tiramisu was before I ever had tiramisu. I didn't. I didn't, like, have this, okay, like, guys. grandiose context for, like... All these things that could exist before I came in contact with them. I wasn't Tom the super gay. Like, I didn't fucking know all these things, okay? Like, <laughs> I understand and respect how maybe he didn't know about it. No, I don't buy it. I don't. Anyway, it his friend encourages Sam to call a fellow architect named Victoria, and he encourages him to be like Cary Grant. They are, in fact, suggesting strangers call other strangers, which seems weird. And I noted that, but then later on when I was thinking about that, I mean, people DM others all the time, but I feel like calling somebody is inherently more personal. Well, the thing is, they didn't have other options then. So no, like, what they were didn't. you going to do? Right. So you, like, can't, you, can't chick, you couldn't chick it out. No, you yeah. had, that was like the only recourse you had. Right. Like me giving someone my phone number to text me is like a huge deal. <laughs> like, I'm like, do right. I want you inside of in my, my phone? phone. Yeah. Exactly. But like at this point. You had to call and you were probably calling somebody's landline and you didn't know if they were going to answer or not answer. And like, I did that so many times with this girl, Tiffany, because I had a crush on her. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about Guys, I like I liked a girl once. Aww. Um, it's funny because she literally added me on Facebook not that long ago. And she's oh, my like, God. Hi. And she's like, she's, I feel like she's very happy. She has two kids. It's very cute. Oh, that's sweet. Anyway, so they're still at the diner and they're talking about like pickup lines. And one of the, pick, the pickup line that they stick to is... Come, let's look at swatches. I think he's being facetious a little bit. <laughs> Just do what you architects do. And like one time I tried to use it as a pickup line, enter me in a raffle sometime, and it didn't work. So I just am saying. <laughs> just saying. Uh, okay, so this eight-year-old is by himself again, hanging out at with, home with Jessica. In his room. Yeah. With the door shut. And, and, and <laughs> Jessica says, H and G. Hi, Hi and goodbye. goodbye. Jessica, you little cunt. <laughs> I do not like you. And I don't like you this part. I don't like you for the rest of the movie. Jessica. First of bye. all, the boundaries that were set in my household as an eight year old child. I couldn't just invite people over whenever I wanted. I had to ask for permission. Second of all, we weren't going to be like off in my room with the door shut. Mm-hmm. Like at any point. I wasn't a sexual being at eight. So I don't think it was an issue. Were you? Uh, my parents assumed because I had a vagina mm. that it was cavernous right away. That's and I wanted right. to That's put right. things in it. Because I'm a man. So, I'm a man, so it's like a weird So I was like made okay. spatially aware that I couldn't be alone at any time because somebody might try to put a baby in me. So. Okay. Um, but it was funny to me that he was like, mm, close the door or whatever. So later we see Sam's consulting his Rolodex. If you don't know what a Rolodex is, yeah, I have a Rol- Google. Wait, before we talk about the Rolodex. So the chair that Jessica was sitting in it yes. cost at least $3,000. And I was like, what the fuck kind of money? You know what you have to think me? about, too, is back 
in this time, those things were like more newly retro. So I don't think they were as expensive. Because I've always wanted one of those chairs. The 50s and 60s and 70s were a lot closer to the 90s. That's like only 10, 20 years, maybe. But now it's like considered mod. Those are, yeah, yeah, those are like, yeah. And then the reproductions at this point are really expensive. Yeah. Whereas then it was probably a little bit more common. Can I order it on Wish? Anyway. I wish. So he does consult the Rolodex. Which is amazing. flipping through the numbers and he calls this woman who he hasn't spoken to. Ever. I would not have the cojones to just call someone I knew at some point randomly Like randomly seen them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To be like, "Uh, let's go on a date. I appreciate Victoria's gusto though. She's like, oh, I've been been waiting for you to call. Mm. She's like, I know. You uh, saw this this perm ass hair. I know that you're another ready. Another triangle haircut. You are ready. I am ready. So anyway, we go back to Anne, Thank Annie, God. and she's composing a letter to Sam on a typewriter. And they're watching what's this movie that they talk about? The whole affair movie. to remember. And Rosie straight up tells Anne, "You don't want love. You want love in a movie." Yeah. And I was like, "God bless." That's what this whole movie is, is: love in a movie, love in a movie, 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 mm-hmm. love in. Love it a movie, Inception. Et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So Meg thinks she's in love with this guy because of his voice, because he loved his wife, and that was enough. That's enough? I guess. Would I don't know. I just don't think I could obsess over uh, so much. So little. You know, like, I don't think I could hold on to that. I think that it's it's weird to consider how people interacted with one another in a in a space and time where you had to seek somebody out because now if i want to interact with someone i can open my phone and go on their facebook page mm, that's and true. be like oh you're doing this and i get all this context yeah but having these kind of interactions like over a great distance without seeing one another like didn't really happen he looked like she didn't know a guy like him even existed but then her dude is like boring and not really engaging her to begin with. And she's not really fully aware of that. And then this, this, she happens to come in contact with this person who like love deeply. And she's like intrigued because it's not matching up to what she has already. So I could see, it's like when you read a really good book almost Mm. and you're like, why isn't real life like this really good book? Why isn't Edward a real person? Do you know what I mean? And like, it's (laughs) stupid and you know that it's dumb but you're still also like, ha, huh, why isn't everything like this instead? So I think it's just, it's, it is dumb because it's a movie, but, okay. you know. So the next thing is Jonah's having a night terror and mm-hmm. screaming and out yelling for mom and yelling for dad. And then Sam comes in the room and tries mm-hmm. to comfort him. He's like, I don't know what to do. Are you telling me that in the two years since your wife has passed, this has never come up? Maybe not this bad, I guess. I don't know, but. So they, they talk about how she would have sang mm-hmm. the song that eventually plays right after <laughs> this scene. And this uh, is when things start to get fucked up. Well, he the boy says, I'm starting, starting to, to forget, forget her. her. And I was like, oh, okay. No. And then they talk about how mom could peel an apple. Where literally earlier in the movie, while Meg Ryan is doing something, she's peeling an apple. And I thought she was going to cut her hand off. I was wondering if you were going to catch that yeah. or not. Yeah. No, I, it was I, just like a little thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, the apple peel, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a thing. Well, it never comes up because no, you never know how they small. interact with each yeah, other. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's so just like a tiny thing. Um, but this is like, it's like after this scene that I feel like the movie 
jumps jumps it a little bit for me. So like oh, it's whenever, already like a hard to believe concept, but then in the next scene, Anne is doing some, puts a sting out for a yeah, photo. Yeah, like, she's doing sleuthing <laughs> to get to and get Sam's last name. The way name. she does it is so insane because of the technology she's using. It's wild. <laughs> she has like she's it's like it's like basic Siri. Tell me about this, and then it's like. Do you want it's to know like about a, this or this? And you're like, yes or no. It's like <laughs> a database. And then it, she orders a background check posing as a detective agency. Yeah. And I guess this is just what you would do if there's no social media and you were like about to risk it all for someone on the other side of the country, I guess. Um, so all of a sudden, uh, Jonah is not old enough to be by himself at no, home. No, he has and like he has a very lackadaisical. <laughs> Clarice is my favorite character in the whole movie. <laughs> Those pants, I live. She, her, both of her outfits, and this is the only thing this actress has ever done. I was like, you would have been my favorite actress growing up if I had known about you. Um, so this is this. I don't know what I should have put a timestamp, but this is when you find out Meg's name is Annie. Yeah, Meg and Annie. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. We're more than an hour into the movie. We just learned her name. They mention it, but it's like not. It doesn't matter. So anyway. Um, so anyway, Jonah opens this letter. And they talk about the third baseman and it's a sign. Right. And then I was like, I'm done. We're talking about signs. I'm a Scorpio <laughs> and I don't believe in this shit. <laughs> I, uh, I can't. And then we meet Hyena. I didn't write down her name. Victoria. <laughs> I can't. Her laugh is so obnoxious. And uh, and her poor haircut. I, do, is that a perm? Was that a perm? Yeah, I think oh, it was a perm. Man. It was a severe. Oh. However, not a great date, but nice move pulling out your Chanel compact during dinner and powdering yourself. Just, good good job. Yeah. Um. So uh, eventually we get to like Victoria's making them dinner at their house. And I love that Jonah is just sour and, like, not here for it. Like, he's not excited about it at all. Oh, yeah. And when she fed him, it was, like, And she's, gross. like, asking if she likes baseball and camping. And then at the end of it, she's, like, he's, like, thanks for dinner. I've never seen anybody cook potatoes like that. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, Jonah is complaining because, like, it was 10 p.m. and he was being told to go to bed. And I was, like, Jonah, I I would have been in bed by nine. Like, I think that was my bedtime whenever I was his age. So what are you talking about? It's only 10 o'clock. I was so annoyed. And Jonah, he's just such a little fart in this scene. And like, you know, you're not supposed to like the girl, but I feel kind of like empathy for her because I feel like she probably hasn't had much luck in love because of the way she laughs. And like, you know, that's a weird, <laughs> that's like a weird, that's a weird read. Well, uh, the thing that I don't uh, like is, so Jonah's really like sensitive to his dad's needs and is like concerned about him falling in love. But then he chooses someone to fall in love with and he's like, no, not her. Like, but I don't like her. And like, doesn't even like really give her a chance. And like, yeah, I guess the premise is like, he's obsessed with Anne's letter, Annie's letter, and like wants to have them meet or whatever. But like, it's just like a very quick shift. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. now you're being kind of an asshole. And you weren't an asshole before. So I'm a little, I'm a little confused. But anyway... So Ro- Rosie O'Donnell, whose name is Becky, <laughs> actually, because I haven't written here for the first time. Her name's Becky? Yeah. No. Calls Anne to turn on the radio, and Jonah and Dr. Marsha are talking again. Jonah feels his dad is being captured by a hoe. 
And so she's the hoe because they are lip kissing. They are lip kissing. <laughs> so he slams the phone down and screams to break up their date, essentially. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, it, I literally I changed his name in my notes from Jonah to LF, which is just Little Fart, and I cannot. <laughs> with him. I like was so over. That's your scathing yeah, review. I, I'm not with him. Anyway, the guys, if. Horses, horses, horses is the first best scene. The second best scene is Meg trying to find a place where she can listen to the radio without Walter hearing, like, what's uh, going on. Pause, because that fucking kitchen is incredible. It is. Her very... kitchen is so dope. She hides in the broom closet. <laughs> she hides in the broom closet with, like, her boombox. And her fucking, like, ironing board. <laughs> and Walter's, like, Walter opens it and she screams. She's like, how could you scare me like that? He's just like, why the fuck are you hiding in the broom closet with the boom box? Like, what the fuck? Psychopath. Anyway. So this is weird because it's a pre-TSA airport scene. Like, so weird because they take her, he take her all the way to the gate. Yep. You used to do that. And not only the weirdest thing is, what's her face? Uh, triangle hair. She boards the plane and then Annie gets off of the plane kind of simultaneously and I was like it has to board and then leap and I don't think there was enough time for that to actually happen and I'm not I'm not trying to like break the illusion here but like it was like less than a three minute conversation that like little fart and Sam have while they're waiting for the other plane to like get there right I don't know anyway Annie walks off and then Sam sees her for the first time finally he's so distracted he (laughs) okay pause he just sees her. Like, it's not like they meet. No. Nope. He tries she, he to catch notices up to her. her yeah. And she's, like, distracted because she's navigating through the SeaTac. Yeah. Which is the Seattle airport. I assume they're at SeaTac. Okay. Uh, and he's just speechless. He was, like, talking to Jonah. Gorgeous. And, and he just, like, starts walking yeah, in her general a- direction. And the, so he's talking. So Jonah's talking about, like cosmic forces or something like that Mm -hmm. and he's like the reason i know this and you don't is because i'm younger and more in touch with the cosmic forces jonah in regards to annie and sam being soulmates which i love i'm sorry (laughs) like the cockiness of children that is something i i enjoy and then annie's driving with like a map like a real map in front of her face while the car is moving and i have not had that much anxiety in a minute watching her try to drive with that it was too much for me and she's a stalker. She's a literal stalker. This is not okay. This is not okay behavior. What's happening in this scene is not okay. No, no I no, know. No, no, no. She's like watching him do stuff. Yeah. And then they, uh, she follows them like while they're on a boat. She drives she's along She's like the watching line. them. Yeah. yeah. Like from the beach or First whatever. First of all, was there nowhere to play catch closer to the house or did they have to take the boat to that beach to play football? I don't understand. Also. It's, you're seeing how good of a, of, a, the, of a dad he is. He's such a good dad. Such a good dad. He's such a good dad. Anyway, the boat is all the way onto the beach. Yeah. Could you pull a boat all the way up on the That's not a big boat, Tom. It's a heavy that's boat. That boat's heavier than you. You pull it a little so it doesn't float away. A little. It was on none of the sand it was on was wet. (laughs) That's how far it was pulled on. It probably wouldn't be that hard. Okay. You know what? Next time I'm never gonna be on a boat. I hate the water. Anyway, moving on. Well. So So she shows up at his house, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Fully goes to the house, and that's when they're boating away. Is when she gets to the house. Mm-hmm. What is she doing? But then she comes back because they come back to the house and she goes to greet them. 
Like, she's across the street, and she's, like, approaching them. Uh-huh. But then she sees Sam and Jonah greeting somebody else, and it's a woman. With triangle hair. With, with Also with triangle hair. Yeah. So she gets thrown, because she thinks it's, like, a romantic interest. She thinks mm-hmm. it's Victoria without knowing Because Victoria, Victoria was in the photo that she ordered from the secret detective. Right. But this is actually, what's, in, what's really funny is the person that he's talking to during this scene is, like, a friend in the movie, but is his real-life wife. Like, that's oh. actually Tom Hanks' wife. Oh, that yeah. The sister. Yeah. Is his wife. Yeah. At the time? Yeah. Wow. They're in love in IRL. So, okay. um, but she like almost gets run over by a truck, but then doesn't. And then they say hi to one another. Hi. Hello. Literally, she says hello. hello. And then that's the last thing you see. Wait, hold on. I have a whole dialogue here between Rosie and Anne. Yeah, because this is the thing that happens right after. And it's like, how did I get here? Because it's like a jump cut. Yeah. And she's like, you told a lie and got on a plane. Like, what the fuck? That is how you got there. Rosie has no empathy or sympathy for No, because she's being insane. But then, Rosie, I was on Rosie's side this whole movie. And then she's like, you're not crazy. She says she's not crazy. Rosie, what, how dare you, Rosie? You betray me like that. I've been, I'd faith in you. It's, I can't. Uh, anyway. So they say hello, and then Annie just leaves. That's it. Yep. That's it. Yep. And then they keep talking about how it's a sign. It's a sign. It's a sign. Because all they could sign. say was hello. Whatever. So then Becky admits that she mailed Anne's letter, because they, they still don't know that at this point. Yes. She and- doesn't realize that, like... Sam and Jonah have read the letter and also responded. And so Jonah responds, but they don't know it's Jonah. So they no. think it's Sam. And then using jo- acronyms, Jonah says, you sound neat. <laughs> if I ever, and it could not even be like, if even finding out in the aftermath, if I ever got anything that said, you sound neat, blocked, blocked. No, <laughs> I'm not meeting you or your son. What if Gross. someone said MFEO made for each other? Bye. No, no. one, four, three. Get out of here. I can't with any of that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so anyway, essentially, like everyone is talking with their friends and a fair to remember gets brought up. First, it's Tom with his friends. And then Jessica is watching it and sobbing. Yeah, juice lady. She cannot get her shit together no. to talk about this movie. She's like basically snot crying while she's Which trying I love. to love. And I was curious, did she win any awards for this monologue? Probably not. She should have. Because that's some that was my favorite like watching her cry. Anyway, Victor Garber's in this scene as Yeah, the, that's the guy from who was the architect in Titanic. Oh, he's in everything. Yeah. He's literally in he's everything. Forever and, always the architect from Titanic. And He's always been fine, but he looks real fine in this scene. And mm, ugh. Tom Hanks is doing but, okay for me as well. Oh, young yeah, Tom Hanks is yeah, like I don't know, but I like Victor Garber now. But like also, you know, twenty five years yeah, ago, right? Twenty five years ago. Anyway, then right after she has her monologue crying, the boys make fun of her, and I like was like, I really hate both of you now, and I don't care what happens <laughs> after this. <laughs> Because they're talking about, what, sports? And they're, yeah, like, pretending, they're, like, to, cry pretending about, oh, to cry about whatever. it, too. So, it's fine. And then, okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, no you're okay. fine. So, Jessica is also that watching little, it with, Don- little, with Jonah. Little cunt. But she buys him a plane ticket using Does MS-DOS. She, did, okay, did she buy it or did she forge a plane ticket? That was what I, I think I was she, No, I thought she bought it because she was talking about the money. How? 
So her mom owns a traveling agency. Okay. And so can, she hopped on the computer and just like did it. Guys, I wish everyone, if you haven't seen this movie, this scene was very, I was like, could you do that back then? I didn't know you could just do yeah. that. Yeah. That's what you went to a travel agent for. Because if you think about it, how did people buy plane tickets back in the day? You didn't just hop on the computer. I thought you just went to the airport when it happened. Well, not when it happened. If you were planning a trip in advance or like a vacation, you would go to a travel agency because they would have access to all that stuff. I didn't find because it was, I was like twenty one. So well, like, me I neither. Know. But I, this is how it worked back in the day. Like they would access the database and the flight paths and all right, that other right, right, shit, right, right. and like be able to buy you a ticket that way. You know what I mean? Okay. Now it's a little different, but like technically, this is like a way you could have gotten this done. Um. So. They, we go back to Walter and Annie, and they're registering for gifts. Yep, and they're in NYC, so we know that we're approaching NYC. Valentine's Day. Okay, um, I, like, you know, take for granted, like, technology sometimes. Sure. So the fact that person that, like, there's a person following them with a pen and, like, a giant book while they're registering for yeah. shit. And it was, like, it, I, that was very strange to me. I was like, I would not like that. Give me a gun, and I'll just boop, boop, boop. Like, that's, I know. that's where I'm at. It's really wild. She also describes their relationship as kismet, which I was like, it's so weird. It? It's weird. Um, so it's at this point that Sam discovers his child is gone. Well, no, no. They have a fight first. Oh, do they? They do. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so uh, they start slamming the door because they are fighting because Sam wants to go away with triangle hair lady. Oh, and he wants to get laid. Yeah, right. He wants to have sex. Sorry, I skipped over sex. it. Yeah. And this is like they are like they're fighting and slamming the same door in each other's face like leaving the room coming into the room it was very fun for me also sam is just screaming at his son i was like this is the kind of father i would be and he's like talking to him as if he's an adult like that's the kind of and i don't think that's a bad thing no sometimes no you know what i mean but like i would just be shouting i don't know anyway so clarice is fashion goals it's like i don't know if it's like the next day i don't know when I think it's the next day. I think it must be. Like, it's like the weekend. It's a Saturday or something. Yeah, because Clarice comes in and, uh, anyway. <laughs> Jonah? She's, like, Jonah. sort of looking for That's him. That's, like, her only thing that she says the Jonah? Whole. Jonah? Like, when she, like, starts to realize that he is missing. He's also yeah. gone, yeah. Yeah, so... Clarice is a, this kind of archetype, this kind of character in the movie is, like, always my favorite. Have you ever seen Don John? Oh, yeah. 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 So Brie Larson's in that movie and she just texts the whole movie. And then she has one line and it's like the most brilliant line uttered the whole movie. And I was like, that's my favorite character in any movie. Although Clarice never says anything intelligent, but you know. So this glorified. So, yeah. So Jonah sneaks onto the airplane. Sure Goes to New York and has the most glorious, like amazing. Never has New York ever been like the world that Jonah steps into. He he waits in line for the taxi. He gets the taxi. His taxi driver is talking to him. Like, yeah, and he's like, like, "I'm going to meet my new mom." And then it's like everyone's like, he's talking about the Empire State. They're all talking about New York City with such uh, love, being like very aware. Yeah, and it's just sure. like that's the Empire State. But what are you going to do with them? <laughs> yeah, like I like it's just like okay, guys, I get it. Also, just to make a point. The flight from Seattle, like the West Coast to the East Coast, is brutal. And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because they're going from two major real cities that it's like a direct flight. But it is a long fucking flight. Like, you're passing through two time zones. It's a lot. 
Like I said, it's, just glor- it's a glorified version. And not only that, he goes straight to the Empire State Building. He like, could not have planned this past just meeting Annie. Like, did like, he eat like that to- day? No, he just stayed at the top of the... He must have had something in his backpack, his so. Seattle you know, backpack. His Seattle backpack. But anyway, so Sam is, is like, frantic and trying to figure out what's going on. Like, he interrogates Jessica. Jessica's being a cunt. Yeah, Jessica is a cunt. N-Y-C. And, and they all don't Try know to what guess that means. What, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, really, Queen? Like, you guys don't know what NYC is? <laughs> Hello? But anyway, so he, Sam gets to New York. He runs from the airport and the first, gets into the first cab he sees to chase after Jonah. Yeah. And he, like, gives money to, like, be, like, get to be at the front of the line. And he was only the second, like, there was only one person in line in front of him. You could have waited. No. He Me was too. just like, nope. 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 So then we pan back to Annie and Walter. Also... It's daylight whenever Sam catches the cab, but it is closing time by the time he gets to the Empire State Building. I just want to point that out. It does not take that long. So, essentially, they're at dinner, and they're, like, at this fancy place that is, like, parallel to... You can see the Empire Empire State State Building. Building. Because they're at the top of whatever building having dinner. And they have the most civil breakup I've ever witnessed. Yep. Marriage is hard enough without bringing such low expectations into it. She gives the ring back, and then she's like, I gotta go. Yep. Affable as fuck. And that's why Walter isn't a bad guy. Like, everybody tries to come for Walter, like, low-key. Like, it's just shady. Like, yeah, he's got allergies. You know who else has allergies? I do. Okay? I have eye drops, and I'm a... Oh, like, I'm goopy in my nose always. Don't even... I'm a great person. I'm fun. So, leave Walter (laughs) alone. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. He just wasn't for you, Meg Ryan. If you've ever come for Walter, you are wrong because he's the sweetest and he like let he's the breakup Bill happen. Yeah. It's fine. It's, be, don't, don't be I like I don't know that. what that means, but okay. He, that's the actor. <coughs> Bill yeah. Pullman. He's yeah. the president like in Independence Day. Which is another movie that was almost. I almost. Yeah. Guys, I was so close because this was really close to July 4th. And I was like, man, I should make Tom watch that's Independence a, that's Day. That's about aliens, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't do well with it. But Vivica A. Fox is in it. The big gay fox. Vivica A. Fox. (laughs) (laughs) And young Will Smith is in it. And he's fine. And Jeff Goldblum was like my first love. (sighs) But anyway, we're talking about another movie and not finishing this one. But we're almost done. So... Sam makes it to the top of the Empire State Building. And instead of rightfully throwing his kid off the top of the Empire State Building. No, you wouldn't. You would be glad that they weren't dead. And they were where they said they were going. You would be relieved first. And then when you got in the cab to go back to the airport to make the same long-ass flight to go home, then that's when the ass-whooping occurs. But first, you would be relieved that your child's not dead. Because my assumption would have been in this case, my kid's dead. My kid got abducted. They were alone all day in a strange city. In a tourist attraction that attracts thousands of people, my son's probably dead. <laughs> or, like, not where he's going to say no, he is. No, I would have murdered him because I'd have been like, that was my right to murder you, not I brought you into this world. Yeah. I get to take you yeah. out. Yes, very that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in any case, Jonah and Sam are reunited. Jonah says, I'm sorry. I thought she'd come. I thought she'd be here. Which I thought was kind of sad. Because uh-huh. he's like, well, he is still a kid. Like, he was really excited or whatever yeah. and then they get in the elevator 
Mm-hmm. All while Meg Ryan's trying to get to the Empire State Building. She up gets onto the observation deck. She wants to get up to the top. Yeah, well, she gets on her way. She, like, gets out of a cab early, like, runs the rest of the way. Because she's stuck in traffic. Yeah, and she's, then she, a fair to remember, mm-hmm. gets brought up again to the guy who's working. Also, there were never any lines to get to the top of the Empire State Building, which I'm not buying. Like, I don't think that's... Well, if it was the end of the day, I think that's the... Not even whenever What's-His-Face gets there. Well, you don't see when What's-His-Face gets there. Yeah, you do. Not... No, no. Do you? Not Sam, but whenever the kid gets there, you walk into the lobby. Oh, okay. Like not, he walks straight onto an elevator without paying her. Oh, anything. really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just like, wow. I was like, who I knows in 93 what they were doing, but yeah, you, who? you would have thought they were monetizing that shit, at least. Anyway, so she wants to go up, and when she gets to the top, no one's there. No one's there. But there is a backpack labeled Seattle. You know, Jonah's backpack. Which I, I, I realized he left it there the second they on. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but that's not I thought I still had like 20 minutes left in the movie because I was like, well, we're going to get to see them interact with each other some more. No, you don't. All you do is get to see them like meet for the first time. And they just look at each other up and down, like all creepy, like as like, they've never seen a person before. <laughs> They're like trying to take it all fucking in. And then that's it. That's the end of the movie. They like hold hands and board the elevator. And that's it. So we have no idea how tragic this relationship could have been. If there even was a relationship, if they just like went and got coffee after this. We have no idea. The reason this fucking works is because people who like this kind of movie get to make up whatever the fuck happened after that elevator ride. And that's why everyone likes it. Yeah. And I hated it because it took two hours for them to meet. And that was the whole movie was just them meeting. I don't believe in destiny. I don't believe in fate. This is bullshit. Bye. Okay. So <laughs> I'm fine with this ending, but I will tell you why. So my favorite movie, well, this is a little bit different, but I'm like, okay with movies doing this sometimes. It has to be under the right circumstances. This is fine. Like, I don't, I don't, I think the story would have gotten less satisfying if they would have showed more of it. Like, it's like an exciting, like, they met. That's it. Like, that's the end of the exciting part Do you want your whole story. life story to be, they met? Well, no, but that's fine. This is a movie. But, okay. Okay. What's your favorite movie, though? Is it Spice World? Do you not have a favorite movie? I don't really have a favorite movie. Okay. My favorite movie. Which is, like, what I would have genuinely picked for it's you to get, watch. It's getting darker and darker. I know. <laughs> like, see, I, like, with the flash of the, <laughs> the screen, I, like, can see Tiffany less we'll and keep less. It. Of... I'm going to keep it, keep it brief. Okay. So my favorite movie is Rowan Holiday with Audrey Hepburn. But you said you don't watch black and white movies. But. <laughs> I saw Night of the Living Dead. Okay. And well, I liked it. That's a good this movie. Is a, this is a, a romantic, like, a romantic, not comedy, but, like, a, I guess it is like, for the time. She won an Oscar for it. So, long story short, she's a princess, and she runs away from being a princess. She's just like... Anastasia. She's really stressed out, and she's just like, I no, can't see this. Her family died She No. Yeah, right. Okay. So, they, she's, like, being hysterical, and they call a doctor, because they're like, you're really stressed out. Like, you need to calm down. And, like, they give her, like, a sedative. Like, they shoot her with something. But instead, what it does is she gets, like emboldened like she's not at the point where she's sleepy from the sedative she like hears music outside and she's like oh my god i'm leaving like i'm just gonna leave so she fucking leaves she gets dressed sneaks out of the consulate in rome where she's at and just like gets into the back of a laundry trunk okay so then gregory peck is leaving a card game finds audrey hepburn a card game. yes finds audrey hepburn like sleeping in public by the trevi fountain and he's like what are you doing you know what I mean? Like, 
So, long story short, he comes back to her apartment because he can't figure out where she lives. She's not conscious. He thinks that she's, like, hammered, mm-hmm. right? She, he, like, tries to pass her off on a cabbie. To, like, he's like, take her where she needs to go. And the cabbie's like, ah, uh, no. You put her in the cab. You're taking her with you. So, takes her back to his apartment. He's a reporter. He's supposed to get up the next morning to, like, go to, like, her press conference or whatever. Obviously, the press conference is canceled because she's run away. But they're not, like, saying that. So, skipping all the exposition stuff, he figures out who she is and, like, shows her around Rome for the day and is going to exploit her and, like, take all these photos and, like, write this big article because he, like, puts together kind of what happened. Or at the very least, he knows who she is and that she's not supposed to be doing all this stuff. Right. So, he's like, okay. Like, I'm going to blow your spot up or whatever. But instead, what happens is they spend a bunch of time together and they start to care about each other. If I fall in And it's really, really cute. So it will be at the very end of the day, forever. they, like, go dancing on this barge. And they, like, have to jump in the river to get away from these, like, secret service men that are, like, trying to get her because, like, the... the the royal family, like, figured out what's going on, and they're, like, trying to track it's her like down. like Anne Hathaway and the Princess Diaries. Right. But this was, like, 1953 or whatever. Right. So they jump in the river to get away, and they're, like, shivering in cold, and they're, like, hiding from the people, and they kiss and stuff. And it's just, like, the cutest, because kisses back then were just different. It wasn't, like, this big dramatic thing. It was, like, they kiss once, and it's, like, a little, like, like a medium-length kiss, and then they're just, like, kissing each other's faces. Like, it's just really cute. So then... She goes back to his apartment and it's like the weight of it is setting in and they both know that she has to go back. She knows she has to go back and he knows she has to go back. But like nobody's like saying the obvious thing because she never admitted who she was and he never admitted that she knew. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So she's just like, can you drop me off at my school? She says that she ran away from school. She's like, just drop me off at the corner and I need you to drive away and don't look back. And he was like, okay. Because he's, like, trying to be very, like, a stalwart, like, just like, okay, fine. But then they kiss again in the car, and they both, like, are, like, teary, right? So she, like, gets out of the car and runs back to, you know, where she's supposed to be. So the next day is, like, the, the rescheduled press conference. So he's supposed to go. And he had, like, promised the story, like, this expose to his boss, Right? And, like, got in advance and was, like, I'm going to give you this amazing story and then I'm going to get all this money and I'm going to go back to America and, like, fuck you in this little newsroom. Like, I don't care. Well, he can't do it. Like, he can't give her up. They took all these photos of her, like, on these, like, cool little secret cameras that his buddy had. Can't He just can't do it. So, like, his boss is pissed and he still has to go to this thing and face her and she's going to be there. So it's like all the press is like in a line in front of her and she comes out and she sees him and like she doesn't say anything, but like all like her like it's like the her butt fell out of her stomach. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like crazy tense. So then she says, I'm going to go greet the press, which is like they're like, no. And she's like, yeah, I am. So she goes down the line and she's like shaking everybody's hand and he's like towards the end. So she shakes his hand. He says, hello. He says, I'm Joe from 
American News Consulate, whatever, whatever. And his buddy is there, too. And he's like, we have some commemorative photos of your time in Rome, which are the photos that they took together that she didn't know about. So they hand her, like, all the photos with the proofs and stuff. And she opens them, and she's just like, oh, my gosh. Like, her face is like, holy shit. So she takes them, and she's like, thank you so much. She moves on to the next two people. And she turns to go out to, like, leave. And she's like, um... She basically says, my time in Rome will be something that I never forget. And she's, like, looking straight at him. So then she goes to leave, and, like, all of her staff goes to leave. All of the press people leave, and he stays. So he's just standing there. And you're just like, is he going to, is she going to come back out and, like, meet, meet with him? Like, real life meet with him now? And she doesn't come back out. And then the movie ends. I would have been pissed if I had watched that movie. I was like, but it's so good, though. No. They couldn't be guys, together. Guys, 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 listen, listen, listen. Be Linda, 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 listen. listen. There were a number of issues with what you just told me about that movie. The fact that he was supposed to go to a press conference to see this person and she didn't, he didn't know who she was beforehand nope. didn't do any sure fucking didn't. research. Didn't no. know what she looked like. It's so the 50s. That's, that's, he doesn't that's care. Bullshit. Bullshit. He care. Bullshit. Bullshit. I call bullshit. You would know who you're going to go see. Because what if someone else came out? You wouldn't fucking know. Also, she's royalty and you don't know the fuck, fuck, whatever. I don't. It's like a small country, Tom. Okay, you have to suspend some disbelief. No, I can't. Anyway, I know. Clearly Linda, you Linda, can't. listen, I need things that I read and like things that I watch <laughs> and I need everything need to be like tightly and nicely like wrapped up in a bow for me because... I have real life fucking shit up for me all the fucking time. I don't need the media I consume to do the same. And like, the, that's it's just a beautiful the movie. Uh, if I want an escape from reality, uh, escape from reality is when everything good happens. That's an escape from reality. Right now I'm living in this hell country. Hell and like, yeah, I can't. I don't. Yeah. I cannot. You're so not wrong. I just, my, and like, it's, like, known that whenever the world's a shittier place, like, the kind of media that comes out has to be different. Because mm-hmm. whenever Barack Obama was president, like, things were, everyone was kind of chill, kind of good with what things were going on in the world. We were, like, real into post-apocalyptic shit. And now it's fucking happening. And I can't watch the hand. I can't bring myself to watch the hand. I don't want to watch that I shit. I can't do it. I can't do it. Because that's what's going on in the real world. I need my movies to be like, and we're good. And that's where I need to wrap things up. It's the reason I but haven't they seen. Are good. They uh, had the experience. It was really beautiful. No, 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 no. If that shit happened to me, and you expect me not to go on the rest of my life and just being okay that like that day happened and I can't like be with that person, fuck off. You wouldn't be okay with that either. You are weirdly more idealistic than I am. Just so you know. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, because. Sometimes things don't work out like that, Tom, and you just have to take what you're given and no, treasure no, 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 it. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, you're, Mary. Sometimes you're you real, gotta just take what you're given. No, no, and no, 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 no. You're talking about real life. I'm talking about the media I consume, where I need things to be wrapped up. The reason I wouldn't want that, like, I wouldn't want that to fucking happen in real life. So I don't want to see it happen in a movie. <laughs> anyway, dear listeners. <laughs> That was not only a recap of Sleepy in <laughs> Seattle. That was a brief recap of my favorite movie, Roman Holiday, with Audrey Hepburn and Gregory Peck. She cuts all of her hair off in that movie, and God damn it, I cut all my hair off not long after, because I was just like, 
motherfuckers that cool. Not long after 1953? Yeah. No, I was 16 (laughs) and I watched the movie and then like two months later cut all my hair off. After 1953, I cut off all my hair. And then I cut off all my hair. And they said, hear ye, hear ye. Yes. (laughs) I love the movie, the part where she cuts all her hair off. Like she just goes to a barber and and she's like, maw. And he's like, like this? And she's like, no, more. And he's like, like, like this? And she's like, all off. And because he's, you know, he speaks Italian or whatever. He's like, all off, all off. And he cuts all her hair off and it looks awful at first. And she's like, <laughs> so good. But then he like judges it up a little bit and then it looks great. It's so good. It's so good. But anyway, you guys, that's not on Netflix. Bre- Breakfast at Tiffany's is on Netflix now. And that is the less good movie but more well known which is bullshit that has the really terrible really racist yeah super racist super racist literally mickey rooney as a japanese man i don't know who mickey rooney is but like a stereotypical like worst caricature literally like that it's so bad (sighs) I can't. So if that's your representation of Audrey Hepburn, you need to flip that and reverse it and watch her other work. Watch her movie that doesn't have a really good ending. Yes. Or you could watch Charade, where she's a blind lady and she's like, (laughs) is being chased and she gets away. That's really fun. Funny Face, Gene Kelly. All right. So if you want more content like this or (laughs) hate this and want us to do better, provide us with suggestions. I thought today's was fun. I don't know. I had a great time. I, me too. But maybe you didn't. Maybe, maybe you did it. You know what? We, we, we're still trying to figure out all this Patreon we're stuff. We're open to like Yeah, suggestions. And, yeah. yeah How this, long was this? But it's fine. This is. Oh, good. Because you're paying for it, this is your content. So if you feel like it needs if to you be think different. It needs to be a little bit up. more. Yeah. Um, but we are having fun doing what I we had are a doing. great time. I had a great time. I hate movies. I know. You uh, guys, just to, just to, frame it one more time i had to pick a movie for someone who hates movies i hate movies the most recent movie i saw was um and enjoyed was like girls trip but i thought it was like just okay and i saw it like a couple weeks ago (laughs) i watched ready player one again because josh loves it it's about video games sort of okay it's fine it was fine i've seen wreck it ralph Anyway. Wreck-It Ralph is fun. Yeah, it's fun. I like Wreck-It Ralph. I watched Ponyo with the kids on 4th of July. Oh, I've never seen that. Ponyo is really cute. It's really cute. I, uh, yeah, I've seen, the movies I've seen have, maybe just movies have let me down. I think that's partly it. I think you also have to pick the movies that are in your lane. I don't think I know what my lane is because it's different. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I, oh. Okay. So anyway, it's just about finding your lane. Trying some things, turning them off if you don't like them. You know what? I think that's like the hardest lesson to learn is like. You don't have to finish stuff if you don't like it. Well, yeah. You know, you could try stuff. And that's my issue too. I don't always, I don't even want to try because I'm like, I'm not going to like it. But I mean, if you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. No, it's just not being able to find it. But then oh, I don't think of your yeah. cable login. So yeah, well, Tiffany will get my personal cable login. Not like you fools. No, okay. Well, but someone did. I could not believe. Could you believe? No. So I've given out my. So I can like add an account to my like name, and it's not like I pay for it. It's just like 
if you like say you had a family and we all had like one account you know so you like say you were my child and I gave you your own like name and password so I gave it to a bunch of people like both in and out of like the fairy berry Facebook group or like people who like needed to be able to watch drag race. And I was like, you're listening to my podcast. I want you to like be up on it. Like I want you to be able to watch, you know? And then I got an email that my password had changed and I thought it was for like mine, like for my, the one that's mine, like that I use for my billing and all of that. And I was like, I didn't change my password. So then I like go click on it and it's like telling me that the one I had made up, someone changed the password. And I thought, what kind of fucked up thing? For someone to do, like, it was, I was being generous by, like, allowing you to do that. Did you figure out what happened? Someone, someone changed it. So I deleted it. I deleted that account altogether. And that's really shitty. Yeah. So I don't know who it was, but that's why I'm just like, that's not happening again. Sorry. Like, I. I mean, you tried it. I wanted everyone to be able to watch things. Anyway, this has been another Patreon bonus episode with me, Tom. And Tiffany. Okay, I think that was weird. But okay, I, is it, it bears repeating? I don't feel like that's not the right sign off no. for this. No, thanks. Say, bye. <laughs> you deserve this. You deserve this. <laughs> and good night. Good night. Bye. Goodbye.